It is time now to introduce our MVP. And remember, at any time, were you the 12th man who'd like to ask our MVP a question, you can reach out on our social media. It's at Romy Titus at Radio 2000 ZA on Twitter. On Facebook, our page is Radio 2000. The number to dial 089 or send your voice notes through to 0605842250. Timothy Miranda is here. He'll line them up and you get to ask the coach a question live and direct after our MVP says goodbye I'll also be letting you in on what is the question of the day you know that sterling question that came through from one of our listeners without further ado let's welcome coach Alan Clark to the show coach a warm welcome and thank you for your time on this Sunday yeah, good afternoon, Romy, and uh, good afternoon to your listeners. Thanks so much for having me. It's good to have you. And, uh, I mean, it's day 59, I can't believe it, of a level four lockdown. That's where we are. What do you think the president is going to say when he addresses us at seven tonight? Yeah, I don't know, but it does feel <laughs> like day, fi- day 509. Yeah, it does, but, it um, does. So hopefully he allows us uh, a little bit more leeway when he speaks to us uh, later this afternoon or this evening. Um, and maybe notches it down a little bit to lockdown level three or two, mm, hopefully. <laughs> mm, that would be nice. I mean, what is top of your mind in terms of the levels dropping? A level three, do you think perhaps that welcomes in the opportunity uh, for football to, to, to go back? Not quite the way we know how, but just to resume in some way or form. Yeah, let's hope that it does mean that, Romy. Let's hope that it uh, gives us an opportunity to get back to training and get back to what we what we love doing on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you say, I don't think football will be the same uh, that we used to, but uh, maybe we can give the South African fans on the TV uh, and on the radio something to listen to and watch, you know? Oh, that'll be great. That'll be great. Are you having withdrawal symptoms? Because I know football is etched in your DNA. It's a part of who you are. So, I mean, having gone cold turkey, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, absolutely. We're having withdrawal symptoms and uh, we try and get our fix every day with the players. You know, we meet every day and we train uh, via uh, technology. Mm-hmm. And um, so, we, so we have that little fix that we get. But I think all of us, including the players um, and the, the rest of the technical staff, are just dying to get back, back out onto the pitch and train mm-hmm. uh, and play some competitive games as well. Yeah. When you say technology has obviously brought you together, uh, you come together to stay apart, however, you know, keeping that social distance. But how have you used technology as a club, as Black Leopards, to to keep fit um, and, and to stay connected? Yeah, I think that's really important, the last bit that you mentioned, Romy, to stay connected. So, you know, I think more importantly than the physical aspect of things, it's also that mentality. Um, and, you know, the guys are used to us being part of a team, um, part of a group. And we, you kind of miss that when you're alone and you're separate. So, mm. uh, crucially, we try and stay in contact every day. Uh, we have a training session every day on Zoom where the players log in and uh, they go through sort of their fitness program with our fitness trainer. Uh, and we monitor them via the technology that they have. Mm. Um, and it's more also more about us staying connected as a team. Yeah. Uh, then we have, we have little group meetings as well, a couple of one-on-ones as well with players where we discuss some tactical things. And also just kind of chatting about lockdown and life under lockdown for some of them and some of the challenges that they've had. Uh, because it's important for us to stay connected as, as, as a group and as a, as a Black Leopards family. Yeah. I mean, I know that you've got a degree in psychology and sociology. <laughs> so are you playing a couple of mind games, you know, for your benefit, especially with the players? Because mentally, it is a mental game. And I've definitely felt it during this time, you know. Mm. You've really got to pull yourself towards yourself. Um, <laughs> but have you used it to your benefit, especially during the last two months? 
Yeah, look, I think I'd, I'd like to believe that I have. Um, I like to believe that I, I don't necessarily say mind games, but I've definitely tried to use the, a mental sort of approach when it comes to our interactions with the players and, and how you say things and why you say things and mm. when you say things. Mm. Um, and, and that's been really important. I think, um, especially in the timing of our sessions, are, are really critical for me. Because exactly like you say, Romy, I think all of us have experienced a sort of um, lethargy that we, have, we get when we sit at home during this lockdown and that we don't get our normal routine, you know. Yeah. So it's important to, to keep that, those players motivated. It's important to keep up that sort of level of energy throughout the day. Um, and that's what we try and do a little bit when we meet with them um, and interact with the guys as well. Mm, mm. Does it give you the upper hand as a coach? Uh, I think it gives me a different aspect. It uh, gives me a different component that I have. Um, other coaches have other abilities. Um, I like to think it gives me uh, some sort of a, a different approach when it comes to dealing with different situations, perhaps, mm-hmm. and different mm-hmm. players as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if it's if it's a bonus or not, that I suppose only time will tell. Yeah, because often people say it's not just about the physical part of football, but it's a, much about the mental part uh, and the mental capacity of the game as well. So, I mean, would black leopards have, I guess, extra muscle when it comes to the mental fitness uh, of football? Well, I'd like to think that they would. Um, yeah, and I think you're absolutely right. I think there's there's so much more in terms of in football other than the physical aspects of things. I think mentality is, is critical. Uh, and there's important aspects like decision-making um, that, that are a vital components of, of a footballer's armory. Mm-hmm. And uh, the better decisions that a footballer is able to make, the, the better player he is, to be honest. So if I can help players make better decisions, if I can help them create an environment that's, that's better for them to learn and improve their abilities then certainly it gives them as players an edge and then us as a, as a team also a little bit of an edge as well. You yeah, know? yeah. What is the the most frequently asked question to you um, from players at the moment? Um, look, a lot of them are at the moment want to know when we're going to go back to <laughs> yeah, football, I figured. to be honest. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I'm totally honest, I think they all want to know when we're going to go back to training. Coach, mm-hmm. when, are we, when are we going back? So, you know, that says to me that the players are really eager they're really motivated and they've really been working hard. So, you know, Romy, they can't wait to get back onto the field. And I think that only augurs well for all the supporters and fans of Black Leopards yeah. because they have a squad that are, are dying, chomping at the bit to get out onto the field, which mm. I think is fantastic. Mm. It is good. But then again, mm. yes, you're doing your, your sessions virtually. Uh, players yeah. have um, programs which they need to follow in order to show, ensure some sort of fitness. But I mean, yes. we can't just open the gates. And like you said, they're chomping at the bit and sure. let them go because it's a different kind of fitness that they're in at the moment. I mean, they're not match fit really versus conditioning. No. Yeah, absolutely, Romy. I think you, you spot on there. And I think when you see the Bundesliga last week was one of the top leagues to, to restart again. Yeah. And I think they suffered six muscle injuries in the first week. So, mm. you know, that sort of is, should be a lesson to everybody else and, and to all the other leagues around the world that you can't just start without too much preparation. Um, but it's also a balancing act when you think about it because I think FIFA has also given us a date of the 30th of July to finish the yeah. league by. So yeah. it's not like it's, it's endless. Um, that we have infinity to finish. Uh, there is a time constraint that we have to sort of adhere to, from what I understand. Um, but you're absolutely right. I think there needs to be some sort of preparation, some match fitness. You know, I also don't think the fans want to see uncompetitive football. They mm. want to see competitive PSL football mm. against teams that are really competing. 
Uh, and you can't do that if players are not in the physical shape that they should be. Yeah, yeah, I agree with mm. you there. Did this lockdown give you a bit of a breather, a break, considering where Black Leopards find themselves on the log? Yeah, you know, Romy, I've been really reluctant to sort of um, talk about this sort of pandemic that we've experienced as a world as, as a sort of blessing in disguise, because I think it's it's really changed the world that we live in, mm. to be honest with you. And, mm. and I'm reluctant to do that. But what it has done is, I think sometimes when you're in a situation, and we were playing games maybe twice a week um, when I first took over, uh, just gave us a little bit of time to maybe just sit back, just sort of take take stock of everything and be a little bit more introspective, have a look at ourselves, see some of the things that we can improve. And like you say, you use uh, a good analogy there, just maybe take a breath, you know? Take a breath, have a look, assess the situation, and then plan a little bit. Mm. What it has done, um, it it means that all 16 teams are in exactly the same spot. Um, Nobody has an advantage over anybody else because we all start on exactly the same um, footing. So whether you're top of the log or bottom of the log, we've all had... 59 days of lockdown. Hmm. Um, and I think the teams that maybe prepare better um, and make sure that their players are on some sort of conditioned program when they return could probably take advantage of that situation when we get back to playing football. Yeah. D- hmm. I mean, do you go back to games during this time, take a look, sit down, and perhaps overanalyze? Because I'm sure you don't have the time to do that. When you're living out of a suitcase, you're from one place to the mm. next, training, you're, you know, you're hands-on. And now, 60 days later, you get to zoom in on every single error, goal, mistake, good move. Uh, have you done that? Yeah, and I think there's also a little bit of... Um, you have to be a little bit cautious in that as well, Romy. You know? so, so we've had a look at, number one, ourselves, and like I said, being really introspective about some of the the games that we've played recently, um, some of the games we've done well in and some of the games we haven't done so well in. Um, and it's always we always try and do it in reference with our game model and our philosophy of how we like to play at Black Leopards. Mm. Uh, but there is that risk that you talk about that we overanalyze things. I think sport and the beauty of football in particular is it's a game of mistakes. Um, and for me, it's not about the mistakes, but our reaction to mistakes. Mm. I think it's okay for, for us to make mistakes because it's normal and that's that's human to make mistakes. And it's just... How we react to those mistakes can be the difference. Um, so I haven't tried to overanalyze things, but we have been able to zoom in on, on a couple of areas that ourselves we'd like to improve. And it's also given us a great opportunity to have a really in-depth look at our opposition in the next six games. So, mm. you know, it has given us a lot of time and a lot of analytical time to have a look at these aspects. But what's going to count is how we put that into practice when we get back on the field, to be honest. Yeah. Have you been able to distance yourself at all from football and, and maybe just, you know, uh, do a couple of hobbies, perhaps, uh, that have fallen by the wayside because it just <laughs> isn't any time? <laughs> um, you know, Romy, I, I have, I've been gifted with a, a beautiful family. So I have uh, my wife and three kids at home uh, that have uh, kept me rather busy as well when it comes to things around the house and mm-hmm. um, now the children have to homeschool which is which is an experience on their <laughs> own so uh, between yes. football and homeschooling um, it's yeah it takes up a lot of time and you know I've neglected my my, my dog and my garden as well and <laughs> I've tried to get stuck into those those hobbies like you talk of mm-hmm. and um, yeah I've, I've missed my family staying away from them so to be honest with you, it's been really nice to catch up with them and, and to spend some time with them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, go back to school. I'm, I'm doing grade R. I'm doing grade 
cheeks in grade three all over again. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> but then wouldn't you say coaching and teaching, if I may, uh, um, kind of go hand in hand? Yeah, it's very much the same thing. Um, the methodology uh, and the pedagogics involved are all almost identical, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's maybe the content that differs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a big yeah. difference between mathematics uh, and your times tables and uh, the technical <laughs> yeah. the technical solutions that I have to think of on the football field. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's been really, it's, it's been good and it's, it's kept me rather busy and uh, yeah, I'm learning as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. About that pet of yours, dogs, cats, what do you have? Because we actually here at Radio 2000 have a paw parade and perhaps you oh, could wow. enter. Yeah, you could enter your pets into, into our paw parade. Jeez, well, I'll, I'll, my, I've got a, I've got a, I say a little dog, but I've got a, an Africanus, uh, a rescue that we have, he's almost um, about a year and a half now, uh, Maximus. So, okay. But uh, he's not really well behaved. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if he goes on behavior or if he goes on looks. So it's on, <laughs> it's on, on, on looks and not <laughs> behavior. You've got to put up a picture, but I'm sure Timmy will tell you about this poor parade because we're looking for, you know, the best uh, of okay. the best. So feel free to enter. <laughs> I'll has send your, him in. Has your family, I guess found it strange you know because it is an adjustment they've adjusted to you being on the road all the time and now hey dad's actually at home and he's still at home and he is still at home so once (laughs) in an adjustment because they're so used to you being away yeah i think i think um initially it was it was great uh great for me to come back and then like you said they have to adjust a little bit they're used to dad not being here so much um but um yeah it's been it's i think it's been good for us and uh i've really enjoyed it i think it's it's been different for them as well to be locked up in the house you know mm-hmm. they're also used to playing sports in the afternoons and playing with their friends and going to the swimming pool and going to the beach but uh it's not always possible well it's not possible at all now so yeah i think that's been a big change i hope uh, and i like to think they've enjoyed having dad around mm-hmm. um maybe not so much when homework has to be done but uh <laughs> The rest of the stuff, hopefully, they've enjoyed, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. If you could take me back into time, you know, to a sure. young Alan Clark, what were you thinking of becoming, or was sport always a part of your life? Sure, Romy. I think when you ask anybody that knew me, even as a, a very young, very small Alan Clark, all I wanted to do was be involved in football. I wanted to be a football player, um, and that's all I've ever really wanted to do, to be honest. Mm. Um, I, I studied different things, like you mentioned with psychology and sociology, but I think my passion and, and my love since a, a young boy was always in football. Um, and I can remember just as a little guy growing up, I think my parents used to pull their hair out because all I wanted to wear was soccer shirts. <laughs> uh, and that's all I've ever, all I ever wanted to wear. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Who was uh, the I influence? Look, my dad was, I must be honest with you, my, I was very fortunate. My dad was um, a Springbok volleyball player mm-hmm. in his day. And um, it wasn't professional sport in those days, but he really pushed me. Um, I think hopefully he found that I had a little bit of natural talent and I, he took me to my local club and I used to play there and I did quite well. Um, but I just think he, sort of his sporting influence was always there around me. He made me play a, a lot of sports. I played some, some volleyball, some um, soccer and some cricket as well. But um, football was always really my, my real first love. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And have you always had the support of your parents? Because often I chat to coaches as well as players and it always seems like sports should not be the first career choice, that there should be some sort of studying, some tertiary education, perhaps a degree um, uh, for you to fall back on. Uh, but sport really is uh, something you do for fun. 
Mm. Yeah, look, and I think probably my parents were, were very similar. I think they um, they wanted me to enjoy my sport, um, but they were very um, adamant about a good education and going to get a tertiary education, making sure I had the right marks, uh, making sure you took the right subjects in high school, um, you know, all of those things mm. that go into trying, trying to make good decisions. Uh, I'm not sure if they ever thought that I would I would be in, in professional sport one day, especially as a coach. Um, but yeah, look, they were supportive in terms of in terms of things like that. But I think they always wanted to have that backup uh, and make sure that you had a good education. Mm-hmm. But football, I like I said, it's in the DNA. It's something that yeah. you love, that you want to do. <laughs> and when was it where I guess the penny dropped and you were like coaching, and that that is the path that I'm going to go down? Um, you know what, Romy? I was I was actually overseas in England. Um, I was there for a little bit, and I had a couple of trials at, at some some of the the teams out in England uh, and I had a very bad knee injury um, and then I had to come back to South Africa to be honest and um, when I was there I decided to to get involved in coaching to try and stay part of the game to be honest uh, and I just that competitiveness that I have in me uh, being a coach allowed me to stay competitive without being an, without the ability to play mm. so you know that's kind of where I wouldn't say the penny dropped because, I, you know, I'd always wanted to be involved in football. It's, it's something that I've always loved. But I found a new way to love the sport, if that makes sense. I mm, found a new yeah. avenue in which to enjoy what I, what I really loved, you know. Um, and that's, that's kind of where it started for me, to yeah. be honest. Is it sort of like an anger that if you look back, is it an angry um, uh, uh, diversion? Because I want to play. I can't play. This is my love but I can still go down in another avenue and still be involved in the sport that I love. No, I wouldn't call it a, sort of an, an angry sort of feeling towards the game at all. I, you know, I think I also got to the realization that I probably, as a player, wasn't good enough to make it at the top level. Um, and uh, maybe it was a blessing in, in disguise, the injury that I got that didn't allow me to continue playing. Uh, I think I, as a player, I was I was a very tenacious player, a lot of heart, a lot of character, but probably didn't have the natural ability that others had. I uh, used to work very hard, but maybe lacked that the natural ability. Mm. I think what it was was a, a real passion for the game and a real passion for competitiveness. Um, I also felt like I, I had a good understanding of the game and a good knowledge of the game. Uh, and I think that sort of suited the coaching style in, t- in what I've gone into. Yeah. Um, in terms of thinking about the game differently, thinking about different things that could influence the game and how. Um, and I've tried to use that passion. Mm. Not, so, not so much an anger, but uh, definitely a passion for the game and an and absolute love for the game, to yeah. be honest. Do you always remember, now that you're a coach, how yes. coaches treated you um, and the way you treat players today? Yeah, I think so. I think... That is always a point of reference for me. I think we always remember the coaches that we enjoyed and the coaches we didn't enjoy too. Um, and I think it's, it, it is a point of reference for me that I, I really strive to, to maintain really good relationships with, with the players um, and try to be very mindful of how I interact with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important for me as a coach, whether uh, with the player for a long time or a short period of time, that we always try to improve the player, make him a little bit better. Um, and that's really my... My, game, my aim and my, my goal at the end of the day, Romy. Yeah, yeah. Would yeah. you say the coaching job hmm? is probably the hardest, the hardest job? 
in the world. Because <laughs> when I look at it from where I sit, and I'm on the touchline, uh, yes. when things go really good, man, the coach is just the man of the moment. And when things go horribly pear-shaped, uh, I can't help but to expend, <laughs> extend a little empathy, you know, and just say, um, <laughs> and there's a very man that they were praising yesterday, and now they just want to slaughter him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think... I think at times, I think when you're winning, it's probably the best job in the world. And when you're losing, it's probably the worst job in the world. Mm. But it definitely is a roller coaster, like you say, you know. One day, you, the team is doing well and, and everybody can't help but sing your praises. And the next day, you lose and everything everything that happened is your fault. So you've got to kind of have a thick skin with things. You have to realize there's things you can control and things you can't control. Uh, and you just have to kind of roll with the punches, to be honest with yeah. you, Romeo. I think, I think you have to have to have a clear mindset about what you want to achieve and where you're going. And... You know what? Along the way, there's always going to be hiccups. It's never going to be a straight upward trajectory. You're always going to have to have challenges. But, you know, those challenges mold you a little bit. And those mm. challenges provide you with great opportunities as well. Yeah. And it's just about how you take them. Like mm. I say, in life we make many mistakes. But it's how you react to those mistakes. I think that's, that's important. And uh, ah, you just have to take it on the chin, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's Sundown, Supersport United, Amazulu, Platinum Stars, uh, Black Leopards. If you just take a look back at your life, would you say from every team that you've been a part of or involved in, you've left stronger, you've left wiser? And is there a memory that you can pull out, literally out of your memory bank, when I say to you, Mamelodi Sundowns? Yeah, I think Mamelodi Sundowns. If you if you ask me off the cuff, I think it was being able to work with uh, an incredible team of youngsters. We had Percy Tal, uh, Ace Mojeka, Madisha in that team, um, and younger than that, we had some of the boys now that have represented South Africa going to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's what I think of when I when I think of Mamelodi Sundowns. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what a what a great bunch of individuals that we had there. Um, some fantastic players. Percy Ta, we all know, is probably one of South Africa's premium players at the yeah, moment. Yeah. Just league winner in Belgium. So, yeah, what a great, uh, what a great experience. If yeah. I say platinum stars, oh, platinum stars working with the youngsters at the uh, reserve team, the MDC. You know, we we worked with Gift Links, uh, Boyki Monika Seng, Spuma Baliso. Um, yeah, fantastic players. Uh, Gift Links also doing so well overseas. Um, yeah, a lot of pride for those boys that came through that team, mm-hmm. to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Those those boys helped the team get uh, qualify for the Confederation Cup in uh, in Africa. So, yeah, an incredible team, incredible moments. Fun memories indeed. I'm not the only yeah. one who wants to ask questions, Coach. We're going straight to <laughs> our WhatsApp line uh, where the callers want to ask, uh, they want to interject, they want to be a part of this conversation. Sure. So going straight to our WhatsApp line for the questions. Good evening, Romy. Good evening to the head coach, Alan Clark. It's Libra here in East London. You know, we've often had coaches speaking about philosophy. So I wanted to know from coach Alan Clark, what is his philosophy as a coach? We've had uh, many successful coaches around the world uh, talking about philosophies and all of those things. So my question to him, what is his philosophy as a head coach? Thank you very much, Romy. I hope you had my question. Loud and clear, thank you so much there to Libra for uh, posing that question. I'm in conversation with Coach Alan Clark of Black Leopards. And if it is that you want to ask a question, 089-110-2000. Our WhatsApp number is 60 Coach, your philosophy? Yeah, look, I think when, we, when you come up with a philosophy, Romy, it's, um, and you talk, talk about Alan Clark, uh, it's, it's about possession. It's about attacking football. 
it's about an exciting brand of football that we, that I like to play. Um, obviously, being possession based, it means defensively we don't like to give the opposition too much time and space. Uh, we want to be quite high pressing, mm-hmm. um, and we mainly want to really take control of the game. To be honest with you, whether it's in attack or defence, we 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 need the ball for that, and and so it's very much based on a possession based type of attacking football. Mm-hmm. If you look back uh, at the season that has been till the point, obviously, of the yeah. lockdown. How would you describe the season that you've had? Me personally or Black Leopards? Uh, with Black Leopards. <laughs> I guess it's all rolled into one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think in moments it is all rolled into one. Um, I think for myself at Black Leopards, you know, Romy, I, I, I came in the beginning of, this, of the year, to be honest, at Black Leopards. And um, I had a few games with um, Coach Kevin. Um, and then obviously I was handed the, the main job just mm-hmm. after he left. Mm-hmm. So... Look, for me, it was about we didn't have a good couple of, of performances and results um, just before I'd taken over. And it was critical for us to get a good result in our next game, which is against Stellenbosch. And we managed to get a win, um, which obviously was, was, was really pleasing. And I think it was a good performance from the guys in terms of the effort and the mentality that they went into that game. You know, And then uh, we had a couple of good, good wins in the cup. Um, that set us up all the way to the quarterfinals, which I think has has been the best sort of uh, run that Black Leopards have had in the in the Nedbank Cup since 2011. So, mm-hmm. you know that that was that was quite a good start for us. Um, you know, and then look, we had some really difficult games as well. We 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 played against Pirates in a game which I felt like we really dominated. We did really well, and then to be honest, we we lost to a, a really fluke on goal in the 93rd minute, which you can do very little about, to be mm. honest with you. Mm. Um, and I think if we had held on to that, it would have been a fantastic result against a really, really good uh, Orlando Pirates team. Yeah. Um, and having said that, we having bossed the game too, to be honest with you, we, we really had, had the game in, in, our, in our control. Um, you know, had some tough fixtures against Barocca and, and Polokwane. Um, I don't think we played very well against Polokwane and we lost that by the single goal. But against Barocca in particular, I felt like we were really dominant. Uh, we played some fantastic football. I think we had 63% possession mm. in, an away, in an away game in a derby, which is unheard of. Uh, but unfortunately, we made two very, very bad mistakes and uh, cost us the game and we lose the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe a little bit of frustration there because I, I felt like our performance definitely deserved a win. You know, Um but other than that, I think our performances have been really good, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I think we've played really, really good football. I think we've been incredibly unlucky. I think we've had two own goals. And, uh, yeah, two own goals in the last sort of three games that we've played. So mm-hmm. it's really it's really been a bit of a bit of an unlucky situation. And uh, what, I, what I think take as a real big positive is we haven't really been blown away by anybody. The games that we've won, we've won well. And we've done really, really well in our performance. And the games we've lost, we've lost by the single goal. So mm. it's not as if uh, we, we're far off from what we want to be. But we we understand we probably have a lot to work on as well. Um, and we're going to have to make some big improvements come the next six games. Yeah, definitely. Let's go to Dundee. The lines are, are going crazy here in the studio. But <laughs> Anela is out in Dundee. Anela, you're live on the air. Go ahead. Good afternoon, uh, Romy, and good afternoon to Coach Ellen. Hi, Anela. How are you, uh, Coach? Yeah, good, good, thank you. I'm good. Uh, Romy, I just don't have any questions for the coach, but what I can say is, taking into account uh, the team, uh, Leopard, the way you have assembled it and the players that you have, I think relegation is possible to be survived, Coach, but I think it's just in the, ma- the matter is 
if you can instill that in the players' minds and show them the resilience that they can make it from the relegation zone. So I, I strongly believe that Leopards can move out that zone where, or that place that they are in and survive uh, the status of the PSL. So you guys, you just need to put in an extra mile, pray to God. Uh, if it's possible, <laughs> fast as well. You can, you can make it through. You, you can come back in the PSL next year because your team is exceptional. Players are committed. Players are with experience. You just need those few motivational words to the guys and then they can do it. Thank you. Thanks, thank Anelle. you. Uh, yes, we're going to go now to Lemmy. He's out in Newcastle. Lemmy, how are you? Live on the air. Lemmy, how are you? Always good, Lemmy. How are you keeping? I'm okay. And you? Good. Go ahead. The coach is listening. Yes, just quick two questions to the coach. Hi, Lemmy. How are you? One, yes, how are you, Alan Clara? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Yes. The, the first one uh, it's concerning your, your, your plans. I'm looking, the team is struggling at the moment. As far as goal going is concerned, uh, Musonda is not coming up to the party. Uh, if Changasa is available, would you consider uh, calling him back to to Black Leopards? Who? And, Sorry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and the you, second you calling who? I didn't hear the... Uh, Changasa. Changasa. Changasa okay. to sign Changasa back to Black yeah. Leopards. Okay. Changase from from yeah. I, I, I've heard yeah. that this is one of the players that will be offloaded. Mm-hmm. Okay, so ask your second question, and then the coach yes. will answer yeah, you, Lemmy. Okay, so the, the second question uh, I wanted to ask Romy is in connection with the, the 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 season. What is causing them to be playing like this? Like when they play big teams, they they play well, but they struggle when they play the the so-called small team. It's like their focus is only on playing Pirates, Chiefs and Sundowns, and which is very, very dangerous for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Romy. You're more than welcome. Thank you so much there to Lemmy. Uh, do we have a call on line one? Yes, we do. It's Moses out in Limpopo. Moses, you're live on the air. Hello. How are you, Romy? Always good. Thank you, Moses. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, Hi, Moses. Let me go ahead, man. How are you, coach? Fine, thanks to you, Moses. Good, man. Um, I hear you say you train with your players on Zoom. Uh, that's yeah. been technologically advanced, man. Uh, some players might be earning that much and the one might not be have that phone advantage. Please be honest with me. Don't you have that player that gives you hard time when it becomes when it comes to getting a hold of them? Or maybe make them train. Maybe someone that complain about the network problems or something. Please be honest. Thank Thanks. you so much there to Moses. Thanks, a big thank you thank to Moses Anele Lemmy for calling through and asking those questions. Let's start with Lemmy um, yes. because he's asking about, uh, you know, a struggling team and asking, I mean, uh, in, if Nchangase was offloaded, would that be somebody that you would want in your team? You know what, Romy, to be honest with you, um, we, I, I feel, um, like your first caller, uh, that, that they've assembled a really, really good squad at Black Leopards. And when I, I agreed to take the job, it's because I had a look at the playing spot that they had. Um, you know, I think every everyone has struggled when it comes to scoring goals in the PSL. Um, and I think that's that's the same story year in, year out, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have a, a proven goal scorer like Musonda, who's, who's not only been the top goal scorer last season, um, but, you know, he was one of the top goal scorers in the NFD when they got promoted. Um, and if you have a look at his goal scoring record, it's quite impressive, not just last season. So he doesn't become a bad, bad player overnight. Um, and... In his case, it's a little bit different because he didn't start the season with the team. So he lacked that little pre-season that they would have mm. in terms of his preparation. So he's, when you think about it, six weeks behind everybody. Um, you know, so 
it's important important not to lose faith in the ability that the players have because they don't become bad players overnight. Yeah, yeah. It's my job to try and make sure that we, we get Musonda, who's a proven goal scorer in the right areas at the right time, and we give him the service that he needs to, to score the goals. And I think if you do that often enough, Musonda's proven that he can put the ball in the back of the net more often than most other strikers in the league. Mm. Um, mm. So, you know, for me, it's not about bringing other players in. I think we have a fantastic squad. Um, and I think it's just about the motivation, making the right opportunities for the team to score those goals that we need. Um, and if we do that and you put Musonda in those positions, he's like a Harry Kane. If you give him the ball in the right spaces, he'll put it away. That's what he's, that's what he's known for and that's what he can do. Mm-hmm. And I have full faith in him. Uh, I think if, the, if Black Leopards are going to stay in the PSL, you know, then Musonda is going to come to the party and, and score the goals that the club needs. His second question is, um, perhaps uh, big teams seem to be easy. Small teams uh, are, are the tricky ones. And what is happening? You know, Romy, I think this is a challenge for actually every team that I've been in, to be honest with you, uh, around the PSL. Um, and I, I remember Stan Matthews at Supersport always saying that uh, we don't have to win against the bigger teams to make sure that you win the league. You've got to just make sure you beat everybody else. Mm. But uh, that seems to be one of the more difficult things to do in the PSL. I think, you know, the aura that comes with playing against Chiefs and Pirates and the fans and the whole atmosphere that comes along with it, I think is something special that players, it always helps players rise to the occasion. Um, and when it comes to the smaller teams, you're quite right. Most teams struggle um, and they don't do as well as what they should do. Is it an expectation from fans that they played so well against the Chiefs or a Pirates that suddenly you're going to thump somebody else? Um, it could be. But it also could be that sometimes we need to be a little bit more professional in our preparation when it comes to the other teams as well, you know, mm-hmm. um, as as South Africans in general and, and, and as the PSL in general. Yeah. Uh, Moses, so we can get that consistency. Moses Sorry. is asking earnings. And obviously every player is on a different sort of pay grade. Sure, but sure. Who, who is the naughty one in your team who doesn't want to rock up for the Zoom training <laughs> sessions? <laughs> and I like how he ends off by saying, be honest. Be honest. Look, <laughs> Yeah, of course. You know, Romy, of course you've got some players, like you say, there's disparity between what they earn. And um, in the beginning, there was also a bit of a challenge with technology because not all of the players have access to technology. But I must be honest with you, it took a couple of days of teething problems for the players to get the right network, for them to get the right smartphone, to download the app, etc., etc. And we've actually had 100% attendance. The guys attend uh, every day, and I think for them it's, I think it's been really, really good. I can't believe the response from the players because uh, it really is tough. And, you know, they've really, really shown um, that they've motivated. Mm. Your first caller was saying, if we can just be motivated to get us onto the field, and I just wanted to tell him, the way the players have behaved over lockdown is unbelievable. Uh, they really have a squad of Black Leopards that really want to get out onto the field and, and prove people wrong. Yeah, yeah, that was Anele because he was saying, yeah, go ahead, yeah. fast, pray, you need prayer <laughs> in order to stay for this relegation. Let's go to Freiburg where Lucky is holding on the line. Lucky, you're live on the air. The coach is listening. Hello, how are you? Always good. Thank you, Lucky. Go ahead. Uh, uh, coach Alan, how are you? Fine, thank you. I'm very well, man. Uh, I just good. want to ask you a question, man, because uh, Greece did it in 2004, Lister did it in 2016, Varroga just did it now in 2018. What are the goals that you set yourself when the league begins? Like, what do you want to achieve? Because the management might say you have to keep the team in the league or maybe you must finish in the top eight, but what is it that will make you feel fulfilled if you achieve at the end of the season? All right, that thank you. The goal that you set yourself when the season starts. 
Thank you, Lanky. The coach will answer in a second. And let's quickly go to Hamukuya, where Brian is on the line. You're live on the air, Brian. Ronnie, how are you? Always good, Brian. The coach is I'm listening. Okay. Uh, it will be a quick one, uh, Hi, Brian. Uh, Coach Allen. Hi, how's it? Uh, yes. Uh, the team is not in good position, and the things were not promising at all uh, uh, towards the end of the, just before the, the COVID 19 or the lockdown. Mm-hmm. So uh, I wanted to check if uh, you, uh, you have ever considered maybe playing a player like. Uh, 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 up front where he can maybe uh, replace uh, Musonda because uh, like the, the previous caller uh, said he is not really producing maybe uh, at the moment I don't think we we, we really need him uh, because uh, he's, he's not scoring goals and uh, one other thing is uh, Machaba if you have ever considered maybe playing him at, the, at his position because I, I sometimes think that maybe playing uh, players in in a position that they are not really comfortable uh, at is, is contributing a lot in uh, and not getting results at Black Weapons. Have you ever considered that? Because I think there's one player that you have, which who is uh, the most underrated player in the PSL. Thank uh, you, sir. Lipa on the on the on the left. He's, he's a good player. I don't know if you have uh, ever seen that. We're just going to cut that there. I apologize for that. Let's just see if we have the coach still on the line. Coach? No, we don't. We're going to try and get Alan Clark back as he answers those questions. So thank you to Lucky and Brian for calling through. And if it is that you still want to squeeze in a question, you're more than happy to do so. We've got about 10 minutes left or so with the coach as we ask him various questions about Black Leopards, you know, from the time that he took over. And remember, a man with a wealth of experience, having been with a, a lot of clubs. I mean, I mentioned just a few like Mamalodi Sundowns, Platinum Stars as well, Amazulu, uh, and now at Black Leopards. So in the different structures, as he he takes over and I think really great questions coming through like in terms of mandates that coaches get because they do they've got to keep the team alive in the Premier Soccer League and hey every single coach will tell you it's tough out in the Glad Africa Championship and that's not really where they want to go Brian you can see a definite diehard Black Leopards uh, fan uh, uh, out from Hamakuya there and just you know rotating the players in Gele Masonda saying playing uh, a Matlaba out in his um actual position. So just checking if the coach is back on the line. He isn't. We're going to go to ads and when we come back, we continue our conversation with the head coach of Black Leopards, Alan Clark. And that is obviously uh, Timmy T's teaser for this Sunday. If it is that you know who is in that clip, uh, who is that person, what are they referring to? You can reach out to us on our social media using that hashtag TRT. Alan Clark, coach of Black Leopards, is back on the line. Coach? Hello. Hi, yeah, there you are, Coach. Sorry. Apologies for that. Uh, I think the lines went a bit crazy there. But let's right. answer those questions because Lucky is saying as much as coaches get mandates, and I'm sure, I mean, one obvious one would be keep the team in the PSL, but what yeah. goals do you set for yourself? Look, I mean, obviously, you've got to think firstly of the short term um, because I didn't start with the club. So, obviously, the short term goal is to keep us in the Premier League. You know, but um, if we can do that, then for next season, we've got to refocus and, and we have a look at our goals. I think for me, one of the goals is definitely to try and see and get ourselves into a cup final um, and try and push for a top eight finish um, at the end of next next season. Mm-hmm. But the priority is to stay in the league so that we have an opportunity to do that. So we've just got to put those short-term goals uh, to plan now so that we can execute the long-term goals 
uh, next season, mm, hopefully. Mm. Brian also saying, I mean, not a promising position that you find yourselves in. And sure. I think he's a diehard fan as well yeah. for Black Leopards. Um, he's also asking the rotation of players. You mentioned Musonda not, uh, you know, um, delivering the goods. You've taken responsibility <coughs> for that. But he's also saying perhaps Ngele replacing Musonda or Matlaba even uh, moving him into his uh, position. Did I understand what Brian said? I thought he wanted McClava. He was referring to McClava playing in his natural position. Correct, correct. Okay, all right. So the first situation is Toso Nkele is a number 10. He's not really a striker. So he doesn't. he's not a really like-for-like change when it comes to the the, the swap between him and Masonda. But mm-hmm. we do have other strikers like Tobani and Mwango um, and Temba and Lovo as well, who, who have done well in patches. Um, and we have, we have options in attack as well. Um, it's not saying that the goals rest solely on on uh, Musonda's shoulders. You know, there's also other responsibilities that we have as a team in scoring goals from our set pieces. For instance, it's an opportunity for the defenders to get forward and and also put their name on the goal on the goal sheets as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, goal scoring I think is in in today's modern football, it's, there's not one or two goal scorers. I think it's a team, it's a collective um, issue that needs to be resolved. But mm-hmm. I think more worrying than that for me is is we need to just create chances and good opportunities to score. And if you do that, it doesn't matter who's on the pitch. They can take those opportunities if we're all in the right place where we have to be. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. what's most important. As a the team... trouble Maclava... Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, right? No, no, go that's ahead. Right. Go ahead. Sorry. The trouble Maclava is, is, is that we're very blessed to Black Leopards that we probably have two of the very best uh, attacking fullbacks in the country in Pinchy Zulu and uh, Mudao. So... Uh, do, I, do I sacrifice Mudau and, and I play Tabo McLeod at right or left back uh, when I have two of the best left backs? Mm. Uh, and, you know, we, I've had discussions with, uh, with Tabo and, and Tabo's now towards the end of his career and he's much more comfortable playing in a more offensive role where he has less responsibility defensively. Um, and when I look at his performances uh, under me, he scored the winner against Stellenbosch uh, and created numerous opportunities for us as Black Leopards. So, his performances under me have earned him a call-up to the national team. Correct. So if, if, if I look at his performances and him earning a national team call-up, I'd say we've ticked the box in terms of Tabo McLeod's performance uh, and how he's been doing. And then we don't lose the impact that you have of uh, Mudal and yeah. uh, Pinchy Zulu. Mm. Um, so it's, it's very important about having the balance. And, um, and I think we've achieved that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're pretty popular here on the touchline. We're going to our WhatsApp <laughs> number one last time before we start tapering down, Coach. But here we go with our WhatsApp questions. Sure. Mr. Tluck, how are you? How are you, Romain? Um Mr. Tluck, according to you, would you like a, a star-studded team like Sundowns or would you like to coach just an ordinary club like the one you're in, the Black Club Pass team? This is Moses Mukwena. Of Thank you. Afternoon to you, Rumitators and the coach. Can you please ask him as what values do, does he have for his team and what is the most rewarding part of being a coach? Mbazo here in Ganana. Good afternoon, uh, Radio 2000 family, uh, Rumitators, uh, Timmy T. Miranda, and the coach Alan Clark. Uh, my question here is uh, a straightforward one. Where he's working now, the team is in on relegation, and they've lost uh, to all those teams that are uh, uh, in the relegation zone as well, like Plukwane uh, City, Waroka, and uh, they are left with uh, Amazu. 
So, uh, uh, can we expect a different approach when he comes back? Because I don't think uh, the two defensive midfielders of uh, Charles Bereng and uh, and uh, Mubara was working. So, can we expect a different approach since the one he was using wasn't really working for him? This is Brian Makuya calling from Amakuya uh, outside Toyendo. Hi, good afternoon, Rumi. Uh, it's Ifiso here in Rimsek. Uh, Rumi, my question to the coach, uh, Coach Alentlak, um, just considering the season and where they are in terms of the position, does he consider the, the, the break that came as a result of COVID-19 as, as, as a good break for him to sort of uh, reassess things and see how he can uh, save the team from relegation? I understand that uh, COVID is not quite a good thing, but I mean, does he consider a break as quite a welcome break in a sense, uh, just so that he can sort of re-strategize with the team and save the team from relegation? Thank you so much, Romy. It's Ifiso and Ramsek. Thank you so much there to everyone who sent through the questions, uh, especially on Twitter, Facebook. We see you as well. There's a lot of just... Um comments in terms of uh, the coach and how well he has been doing with the team coach gremlins again in our lines taking over so we'll try and get alan clark back on the line as uh, we just wrap it up and ask him these questions from moses mbazo uh, brian and sfiso so thank you guys thank you thank you thank you remember in a short while connie mutsumi uh stakeholder relations and communications she is the head out at the premier soccer league she will be my guest right here on the touchline and we're talking about psl and what is it if we talk about stakeholder relations what is that but the workings within the psl and how exactly that happens Coach Alan Clark is back on the line. Coach, the Gremlins are taking over, I see. Yeah, shame on. Sorry. <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully it holds now for the end part of it, right? It would. It will. It will. <laughs> um, Moses is asking, uh, would you want a star-studded team, uh, referring to Mamlodi Sundowns, or what he calls an ordinary team to coach? Well, I don't, I don't think of Black Leopards as an ordinary team. I think it is a star-studded team, and you have a look at the players that are in that team. And uh, I would choose the team that I have, to be honest with you. The team that I have is when they offered me the job, I had a look at the team that was at the at the club, uh, and if I didn't think that team was good enough, I would I would have said no and I would have left. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't, and I, the the main reason was is because the players that are at Black Leopards. So my my first choice would be Black Leopards. Um, it's where I have to also learn and develop as a coach, and uh, what a great opportunity to work with some very, very talented footballers. Mm-hmm. Mbazo's asking values for your team. What are they? Well, I think honesty is, is very, very important. I think there's, there needs to be a level of honesty and respect between players, uh, the staff and the club. Um, and then discipline, I think, is very important. Uh, and those those values sort of guide me in life as well as on the football field. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Brian wants to know a different approach when you do come back and football resumes because he feels your approach currently isn't working and it's perhaps the reason why you're at 16th position. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it could be the approach. Um, but with the same approach, we won games against Stellenbosch and uh, we won all the way through to the quarterfinals of the Nedbank. I think for for different situations, we have different players. And I think at Black Leopards... We're blessed with fantastic players. We now, um, going into June, we'll have Dax available again after his suspension. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have a look at players like Robert and Gumby, who have been a stalwart legend of the of the Premier Soccer League and probably one of the best players to play in the league. Yeah. You know, so we have those sort of options available to us, the Black Leopards, and 
it's just about making the right choices at the right time when it comes to player selection. Mm. It's mm. not always a, a win-win situation or a, an easy situation. And, and hindsight is obviously the best vision. So, you know, when you have to make these decisions, there's a lot of tactical and technical elements that you take into consideration. But uh, I have no doubt that uh, we can do well in our next six games to survive the relegation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Coach, I mean, it's been a long two months. Yes, we all want to go back to football. You've been at home, uh, which you have partly enjoyed as well. What is one thing you've learned about yourselves, yourself in the past 60 days? Oh, what have I learned about myself in the last 60 days? Mm-hmm. Mm, I probably need to be a little bit more patient. <laughs> <laughs> With the homeschooling? Yes. <laughs> or in general? Well, I think in general, maybe the homeschooling was the lesson I needed to learn about having a little bit more patience sometimes Mm -hmm. and a little bit more understanding. But, um, yeah, that's what I'd probably say I've learned. (laughs) Any new hobby that you've picked up? Uh, No, not just yet. Um, Obviously, done a lot more reading than I would normally do. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I enjoy reading, so it's not a new hobby. But I probably... Uh, we discovered a hobby, if we can put it that way. That's good. That's good. And you had some time to do it. That is just the yes. beauty of it. Coach, thank you. Thank you for spending the last hour here with us on Radio 2000. And everything of sure. the best. I mean, once thanks the floodgates so open for football, uh, all all the best. Shame. Thanks, Romy. And thanks so much for having us. Stay safe. Thank you. Thank you very much. Stay safe, too. That is Coach Alan Clark there of Black Leopards chatting to us just about where they are on the log. No new hobbies, but reading a little more because time has afforded that, right? Uh, As we head into day 59 of a national lockdown. So just rounding it off to about two months that you've been at home. Is there anything special that you've uh, taught yourself? Have you done an online course? And what did you learn about you in the last 60 days? Reach out and let me know on our WhatsApp number 60584 two two five zero the travel